Hello and welcome to Box Office Receipts. I'm your host, Tyler Callahan, and we got some fucking numbers to talk about today. As it turns out, the summer movie season has finally kicked off. A bit of a late start, but still. Uh, we also have to take a look at China, where F9 isn't doing too good. So, just for reference, the top five will be in four-day numbers, including Monday, because it was Memorial Day. Opening in first place is A Quiet Place Part 2 with 57 million. Opening in second place is Cruella with 26.5 million. Third place was Spiral with 2.9 million for a total of 20.4 million. In fourth place was Wrath of Man with 2.75 million for a total of 22.7 million. Lastly, in fifth place is Raya and the Last Dragon with 2.57 million for a total of 51.4 million. Also, quick note Godzilla vs. Kong made another $1 million. And is at 98.3 million. So, so, so close to 100 million. For Quiet Place, the numbers are straight up fantastic. The movie has gotten rave reviews, and people clearly want to go back to theaters and at the very least be scared again. To compare it to last year, it made more than 10 its domestic gross in four days. Now, obviously, we need to see how its likes hold, but it should easily hit 100 million domestic, and is a sure fire hit for Paramount. So, congrats to everyone involved with the film. Now, for Corella, on face value, the number is pretty bad. A live-action Disney movie not opening above 30 million, but but we do have to take into account its release on Premiere Access, which clearly affected it. But to what extent, we will never know, as Disney stays mum on the numbers. Now, I have seen uh, online a lot of different numbers for the budget being thrown around, but I will say this: if it is closer to 100 million, then even just box office-wise, I think it'll be profitable for Disney, and then. Premier access on top of it, that's just straight profit for the movie. If it's closer to 200 million for a budget, which I don't know how it would get 200 million, but you know, it has more work to do to be profitable. It would need a lot more sales on Premier access, so we'll see. I'm just saying, for 200 million for not even an A tier Disney villain, I would be shocked if they approved that. You know, like, where's, where's my Jahar movie? You know, not surprisingly, the rest of the movies did not make much, but that has been happening over the past few weeks. The bright side is, from here on out, there is much more consistent release of bigger movies that should pump up the box office. So F9 in China, yeah, not having a good time. With the weak word of mouth and the John Cena controversy not helping any, F9 did take first place again, but with only 20.5 million for a total of 186 million. If it keeps up at this pace, it may not even make it to 200 million. In second place was the Japanese anime movie Stand By Me, Doraemon 2. 16.3 16.3 million. Opening in third place is A Quiet Place Part 2 with 15 million. In fourth place was Love Will Tear Us Apart with 5.2 million for a total of 42.4 million. Lastly, in fifth place is Cliff Walkers with 4.2 million for a total of 172 million. Yeah, F9 is not having a good time in China. And even if it can pass 200 million, this leads more into an issue with F10 and how that will be received in China. For A Quiet Place, it did pretty good for a quick release and not much uh, marketing. The first one opened to around 17 million, so uh, pretty consistent. For movies coming to China, Hollywood is squeezing more in before the assumed blackout period for most of July, and this time it is Disney. It was just announced in its opening weekend that Cruella will be premiering in China June 6th, so not that long of a wait. The only weird thing about it is that it's a Sunday, so it will not be doing a regular opening weekend, and we'll most likely have to wait until the following weekend to get some numbers. Unless Disney is planning something, 
maybe they are releasing it on a Sunday because it's the soonest they can release it. Not too sure. As to how it will do in China, I think okay, or at least maybe even better than Mulan. The main issue here, people have with Cruella as a movie, is trying to humanize her, uh, which is a simple but easy to hate villain for from the Dalmatian movies. But let's be honest, a lot of that is nostalgia for growing up watching them in the you know late nineties. And while the Chinese audiences have probably seen the movies, I do not think the nostalgia glasses are are that strong in China. So they might be more open to it. Looking at worldwide numbers, A Quiet Place Part Two opened to eighty point five million, which is really good. Gorilla opened quite a bit less than that with around 38 million worldwide, but to be fair, it is available on Premiere Access on Disney Plus whenever, wherever it is available. The Conjuring the Devil Made Me Do It actually premiered in the UK over the weekend and made 3.8 million ahead of its domestic release this weekend. F9, even with the collapse in China, is chugging along right now with it at 229 million worldwide. Martha Man is working on its way to 100 million worldwide with it now at 80.5 million. And by the time you hear this, Demon Slayer will have passed the $500 million mark. That's right. An anime movie that came out at the end of last summer is still making money and has now made half a billion. Incredible. In an update to Mask in theaters that I've talked about last week, all three major theater chains have updated their policies. If you have been fully vaccinated, you do not need to wear a mask unless a state or local mandate says otherwise. This goes for AMC, Regal, and Cinemark. This is the only change. If you are not vaccinated, you are still required to wear one, except if eating and drinking, uh, using, you know, the honor system. Also, theater employees still have to wear a mask while working. So, yeah, my thoughts are the same as last week. I'm not the biggest fan of the CDC policy as a whole because of the reliance on the honor system. But for theaters, I understand. You need people to feel comfortable and able to eat and drink freely. So business-wise, this is what they need to do. CinemaCon will be taking place this year at the end of summer in August in Las Vegas. And it has already been confirmed that Universal, Disney, Paramount, Warner Brothers, Sony, The Lionsgate, and MGM will be participating. Now, if you do not know what this is, it is an annual convention for movie theater owners, and the panels by the studios are to show off their upcoming slate of movies, but focus for theaters. Now, this means while you can expect movie news, like there will be updates, do not expect a lot of footage or trailers being released to the public. This is to get the theater owners excited. And there will also be theater-specific stuff like the posters to display, um, if you're, you know, you've been to a theater to giant cardboard stands, uh, all the stuff for a movie to be promoted in a theater. And I would say this year is a very important uh, CinemaCon, because after all the neg- negotiations done between studios and theater owners last year with the uh, exclusivity windows, most of them are now under one roof. Uh, yes, this will be held in person, and they will be asking for proof of vaccination or a test taken under 48 hours to be allowed entry. Besides the film slate updates, I'm very curious if the theater theatrical window changes any more after CinemaCon. I'll be keeping an eye out for news, and of course we'll report it here. Got a small update on one movie, Joker 2. Not much, but in a recent article from The Hollywood Reporter, they mentioned how Todd Phillips has reached a deal to co-write the script. And that's it. No news on if he'll come back to direct or not. But for a potential sequel to one of the biggest movies of 2019, I'm really interested in how this comes together. While I obviously would love to see more of Phoenix's Joker and Todd Phillips as a great director, the movie did not leave a lot of options open for a sequel, so I hope they have a good idea they want to tell. Not much for VOD Premium, Netflix has released another useless statistic for their movies, this one for Army of the Dead. Based on the first week of release, they project Army of the Dead will be one of the most popular Netflix movies of all time. Not the most popular. Not top five, just one of them. 
And last time I checked, the count of you at two minutes. So again, uh, a really worthless statistic. For Paramount Plus, the first trailer for Infinite was released, the Mark Wahlberg movie directed by Anton Fuqua. Uh, and well, I think the studio made the uh, right move in, <laughs> in moving it to streaming and bolstering the service because with all the other movies coming to theaters, this would have been crushed. However, Paramount did pull on Warner Media and did not give them a heads up about the change, with Fuqua and Wahlberg finding out right as the announcement happened. Now, I have not read what has happened as a reaction to that. But just from looking online, Paramount released the trailer, and no one's talking about it. And it's not clear if they will be compensated for the change. For a lot of right moves Paramount is doing to be more creative-friendly, this is the wrong step, because even if the movie turns out to be shit, you still gotta be straight with them. And that'll be it for this week's episode of Buying Stuff Versus Seats. Kinda short, not a lot of news in Hollywood going on. Uh, clearly, the main thing is theaters are back in full force. We got big movie after big movie, so that's great to see. So that leads me into the question for the episode is, did you go back to the theaters this weekend, Memorial Day, you had a nice thriller horror movie, or a, uh, I wouldn't say super family friendly, it's, Cru- it's Cruella, like it's not super family friendly, it's a Disney movie, you know. Did you go see a movie in theaters? Let me know on Facebook, link to the pages in the show notes, thank you for listening, see you next time.